it's just such a pleasure to have him here back at VSC. So help me welcome Matt Hart. Thank you so much. All right, the great terror. Here he goes. Uh, I'm super glad to be back here. Thank you, and thanks, Ryan. Um, a couple things, maybe I'll just say really quickly before I like launch into whatever I'm going to launch into. Um, I'm going to read mostly poems from this book that's coming out called Radiant Companion, which is the companion book to the book Radiant Action, which is a book-length poem that was at one point like 180 pages long, and now it's fortunately a lot shorter than that. Um, Radiant Companion you know, is the companion to Radiant Action, but all the poems in it are for my Radiant Companions. Uh, there's a lot of direct address in this book. Um, but when I say you in these poems, you is you. I mean, it's always somebody specific, but it's also, it's you. Um, another thing I think I, I just want to mention, I'm married. I have a 10-year-old daughter named Agnes. Um, my wife's name is Melanie. They're everywhere in these poems. Uh, and now, now I probably won't mention them at all. They probably won't be in there. Okay, I think that's it. This is called American Chorus. Because chorus rhymes with darkness, sort of, and we all need an anthem surging through the spool of us, me and you and everyone in unison to starshot. We'll return there soon enough. But today's another Tuesday, and I almost didn't say that until I did. And then the computer filled in April 19th, 2016, 1.23 p.m. And I'm thinking about how full of poetry and life and love your poems are and what that means to me, which is cavernous, calamitous, and vast in my experience, which is the only experience I have to tell you because chorus rhymes with darkness, sort of, and we all need an anthem. This afternoon, I'm like a wave of kids screaming together at a punk rock show and feeling every little electric joy and every little pinprick pulse as necessary soul. I should stop and eat a green apple or I should digress a little more since I really haven't gotten very far from where I started but where I started is with your poems where the speaker is often full of drunk wonder or full of drunk stars or just one more cup of coffee or a cigarette for the road and burning with the thought of how lucky it is the sky is endless we're alive and the chorus rhymes with darkness sort of because we all need an anthem we can sing in the heat and the dust in the talons or beak of a pissed off hawk I'm borrowing liberally from all your finest thoughts because my finest thoughts are better when we're together in galactic emphatic empathetic entanglement which doesn't rhyme with chorus or darkness or brotherhood not even sort of but it's no less a song Thank you for dreaming and squawking and daring. And please, don't forget, when the music begins, throw your love in the air. Go berserk. Sing along. Falling apart. Okay. Unsettling the dust. As always, with luck, I am just waking up. 
The grass outside is sparkling itself. My life inside is looking at a coffee cup on the kitchen table that I could almost touch if I reached for it, but I won't. It has a sketch of a typewriter printed on it, almost a blueprint, almost a ghost. I'm not sure why I'm telling you that, but perhaps it's entirely obvious why. I'm setting the scene so I can tell you something else. Kicking up dust and quatrains and tercets, that's just how it's all shaken out. I try to stay honest and open with myself. I try to be inclusive of everybody else. I wonder about the future and when I will vanish. And then I do my best to forget about it. Refocus my attention outside my bag body, the sparkling grass again, or some coffee for the cup. I wonder about butter, if we have any. I wonder about people, the people I love, what they're doing while a bee buzzes near me, for I have stepped outside and the air swims with reasons to bite the blossom off a geranium or the plume off an azalea, but instead I bite the inside of my mouth hard, chewing wildly on a handful of unsalted peanuts, which at first I typed as unsalted because I'm not really outside and it's not really morning. I'm writing with my eye on something that happened earlier, but I find it's always such a gift to be present in language and present in the present and not to forget. I'm writing to tell you, you have to keep it up. The dailiness and simplicity, the astonishment and love. You get to make an owl or an eagle of yourself. You get to make an image of the world the way you want it, not the way it is, not the way it's always been. Dear Caitlin, a car just sped by me with hip-hop spilling out of it, buckets of raindrops or pig's ears of stardust, the voices of people in summer at a party, counting their blessings, heartbeat, 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 thump. Uh, this is kind of a, this is really new, and it's sort of a, a, a preview of the talk I'm going to try to give tomorrow. Uh, which is about all the things that we sort of actually struggle to write about. It's going to be better than that tomorrow, I promise. <laughs> um, this is called The Sublime is a Poem. What small violences... What fractious melodic seas, what unbrained blue desires occur in the trees of the mines and plastic powers while I look without watching, drinking peppermint tea and reading again the nonsense. It's what I read, write and read while the world in its vast desolation powers on which means the grid lights up in mucus and blood and also that it strives and fails to overtake the dark matter of a hawk unhinging a squirrel or a cat unbelieving the escape of a robin. Meanwhile, I swarm with the billions upon billions of other vital organs seething without purpose and infinite love. I am like a claw in an ill-fitting glove or a man-eating thistles, pricking rocky veins, spilling yellow milk on a baby's new face. Now is only ever now. A moth, mint green, sticks itself to my screen door, which opens and closes about a hundred times a second in summer.
My daughter and her friends reimagine their kingdom in every different way with every possible outcome, oblivious to hunger, heat, and rain, their parade of possibilities endless with princesses, experiments, skateboards, and flame. So the dead lift off into deep outer space and above me the roar of a prop plane's engine. The sky so awkward of the future, it's pink, Words are not language. We use words to get to language. The elusive, unpresentable now, it is happening. The presence of the present as it creeps. Is everybody okay? I'm not okay. <laughs> uh, so lately I've, I've been trying to translate uh, Apollinaire poems. Guillaume Apollinaire, who I, who has been really important to me. Um, and I started by translating this poem of his called Windows. Uh, and the story with Windows goes that Apollinaire was supposed to write a didactic for a painting uh, of his friend, the painter Robert Delaunay's. And he forgot to do it until the last second and so he went to a cafe, and he sat down, and he just started writing down the first thing that he thought of when he thought about the painting, which was, the yellow fades from red to green, basically. That's the rough English translation. And from there, he just started to write down impressions that he was having, uh, things that other people were saying at tables next to him, uh, anything that occurred to him in the moment, he wrote it down. And so from that, we got the first collage poem. And every line is a sort of window into this, into this, into this painting. And I always loved that poem as a sort of list and also as a kind of, you know, the, this sort of slaughterhouse of language where you tear all these parts out of something and put it together and there's this new, really amazing monster. So I started by trying to translate windows. Problem is I don't know how to translate anything and I definitely don't speak or read French. Um, so, so I started by typing Polinaire's poem into Google Translate, you know, which is the way that all the scholars do it. Uh, and then from there I started doing sort of antonymic translations of that translation or homophonic translations. Uh, I started associating wildly changing things, uh, taking every liberty that I could possibly imagine. Uh, and so that's how I'm making these, these poems. So they wind up being sort of Matt Hart poems, uh, not really Apollinaire poems. But, but also, weirdly, I feel like I'm getting a lot closer to Apollinaire's poems than I ever have before <laughs> somehow by doing this. So I just want to read you this one. Uh, and so remember, the, the usual English translation of the first line, and, and this is the only line in the poem that repeats, is the yellow fades from red to green. Um, my translation of that is the lemon flips from lips to leaves. <laughs> Windows. The lemon flips from lips to leaves when crows in their native forest scream. Chinese gizzards. There is a poem to make. The bird has one wing. We will sext it to strangers by cellular phone. 
Trauma giant-ism. He spilled the eyes of darkness. That pretty young girl's a maid from the shroud. That poor young man blew his nose in his white blood cell. In the future, the spirit of the curtain, you will lift it. And now, a picture that opens its heart. Spiders when hands wove the lightning into sweaters. Purple pallor, unfathomable beauty. We will try in vain to rest assure them. At midnight, as always, we begin our monopoly when we have time we have metaphysics too many periwinkles and multiple suns unhinging the sea urchins multiple suns an old pair of yellow shoes on the feet of the famous philosopher skyscrapers the skyscrapers of streets black holes black holes are sheep sir john suckling everything hollow shafts that house stray wolves the cheerleaders sing tunes we hope to die marooned with cheerleaders on a walk through justice and North Goose Island Wawa pedals, or pups becoming hunters, ice scrapers, sparkling anus, oh Canada, the white love train of snow and baby nightlights leaking winter, Paris, my darling, the yellow flips from lips to leaves, Denver, Victor, San Francisco, Austin, New York, and over the Rhine, the portraits of citrus shall never be extinguished, nothing rhymes with orange that's worth repeating, nothing rhymes with orange orange, neon ex machina of light. Does anybody remember the punk band Jawbreaker? So if you don't remember the punk band Jawbreaker, it doesn't matter because I'm going to sing some Jawbreaker for you anyway. But if you do remember the punk band Jawbreaker, then you will know some of this. It's called Poem with a Chorus by Jawbreaker. The word is pain, and the world is pain, but the sun on our skin is enormous and light. I went out running this morning the way I always do, awkwardly with lightning, and at some point I thought about the song Chesterfield King by Jawbreaker, which is a punk rock conversation poem in the romantic tradition if ever one existed after Coleridge and Wordsworth made it a thing then abandoned it. The chorus goes, I took my car and drove it down the hill by your house. I drove so fast. The wind, it couldn't cool me down. I turned it around and came back up. You were waiting on your steps, steam showing off your breath and water in your eyes. We pull each other into one, pockets clinging on the lawn, and kiss right there. The stanza breaks are mine. I don't know why I thought about that then or why I'm thinking about it now, except that it's a song you should know if you don't already, and it has a fragility to it, a vulnerability in its line flaming punk rock heart that reminds me of your poems and how longing never leaves us as long as we live, which is lucky and even better. I'm suddenly struck by the image of a rowboat on the sunset horizon with one lonely figure rowing into the distance out to sea. 
And in this image, which is really the world, I'd like to call out to the figure in the boat, to the him or the her who is probably you or me or someone just like us, someone in need, but they're too far away to hear me, or I'm too far away to hear me. And yet that doesn't mean I shouldn't scream and scream to try to get their attention because attention connects us and generates possibilities, and possibilities are the stitches that we use to close the wounds the ones that we inflict and the ones inflicted on us. Yeah, the world is pain, but attention is rich, and connection changes everything when we allow it to sing us. The sun going down so light and enormous, the pink and orange waves, their marvelous chorus. I took my car and drove it down the hill by your house. I drove so fast. You took your boat and rode it out both to listen and mend. I'm standing here hoping to get your attention. Longing for its own sake is a letter close to heaven. Longing in words continue the world. I really hope that's true, but the world seems so fucked up right now. I'm not unaware of how fucked up the world is right now. Here's the thing I just made. Poem in the far purple reaches. Dear Blear Reactor, I like that you have two ears almost immediately. This isn't pretend. The waves of Lake Michigan charge and retreat, infinite repeat, sweet peas and geraniums, and affectionate pink armor, though not very effective. The bullets always flying, the eagles always flying, blood sprays out of an acoustic guitar. In my horrible dream movie, an old cigarette vending machine Pull the plastic handle and a bolt goes through a heart. Have you ever been electric? Now's the time. Works of love. The grace will start as in startle. Right after this commercial. The mercy will begin with a YouTube channel. All satanic beer bottle made in Detroit. The bird feeder I'll scatter of raccoons with Joe Strummer. Daddy was a bank robber. Little red fox blends in against the sun. Flaky biscuit bellies up, lays one on me. I kiss a lot the air this year. Both red cheeks on a dime. Hashtag dear darkness, hashtag dear light. This is for my friend Nick Dimsky. Um, I should say, Nick Dimsky came to my house to to, uh, to to give a reading, not at my house, but in Cincinnati. He stayed at my house, and we don't have a guest room, so people, when they come and stay at our house, they stay in my daughter's playroom on an air mattress, so they're surrounded by pink unicorns and princesses and things. And Nick left a note on his pillow for my daughter. It was addressed to her, not to us. But it was about us. And he included with it a poem called Poem Where I Puke in God's Face. (laughs) 
And Nick is, um, he is, he's weirdly, he's kind of a prophet. Like when you're in Nick's presence, it's like you're in the presence of somebody who's holy. I, I like being around Nick because I like being in punk rock church and that's like Nick's forte. Hashtag dear darkness, hashtag dear light. I'm sorry for saying nothing for days and instead just reading over and over the poem you wrote me in the cloud and trying to divine from it whether I have wasted too much my life or my life too much. I think the answer is yes and no, like it is for everybody else. Today I'll write comments to my students about their final projects on the giant books we read this semester and I'll think some more about what else I might do with the little time I have left on this earth. That's not a gag or a pose. I'm just that sentimental. I'm just that unsophisticated. Hashtag Samuel Taylor Coleridge who stared into the vast, imagining his friend being hammered by nature until the friend's knees gave out from the purpling fucked up awe of it that was. Richlier burn ye clouds, Coleridge then spit into the void before spitting was even a thing people did, after which his knees gave out vicariously. What a world it must have been. Hashtag Gregory Corso, who flattened the whole messed up mess of it in a spasm of spasm to make it more the ruin as he felt it, but somehow that was a good thing at the same time that it was total obliteration. I love poetry because poetry makes me love and presents me life, he wrote, but by most accounts it was complicated and he was difficult, but very, very real, a very real human being, the best and the worst depending. What a world it still is. Is it okay to love poetry more than poems and to focus on that love? And when one says poetry, as I just did out loud to my fireplace, sounding like wind, that is, when I typed the word, can one mean not poetry, but people like you, who embody so much of what poetry is to me and why it matters so much, so much so that now I just need the people and not the poems, and especially not my own poems, which fill me with dread for all the things they aren't and should be more, vital, alive, full of wonder and spirited wisdom. How'd you get to be the Lord's messenger, Nick, reteaching us all about infinite love? And why is the world so sick I can't stand it? How can I help when there's all the things I can't, e.g. those two little kids whose bodies were discovered in a fucking storage bin in California and their nine-year-old sister nearly beaten to death and starved, forced to suffer alone in a locked car on the street? My daughter is nine, Nick, and she is loved more than anything ever, but everyone should be, everyone cherished. I am not being hyperbolic. I am furious with sadness, and I know that with that news item about the murdered and abused children, this poem just took a turn for the worst that a poem can ever be. But Jesus, those little kids are just one among a million everyday atrocities and radiant action, which is the power of art and love to save people is increasingly for me ever more in quotation marks, is increasingly ever more less than an idiot's pipe dream. Hashtag idiot like me, my good luck in 
attacked. Sometimes I want to tear out my mouth in hashtag frustration, in hashtag protest, and crush it against the darkness until the juice runs out like a cherry tree in the apocalypse. An apocalypse which has been happening over and over again continually for a whole lot of people for a very long time. And I can't help but think I'm contributing to it because rather than doing anything real about it, I'm just trying to keep it from the people I love with my love. Is that enough? <laughs> Is that anything at all? Does it flow through the world in the ways that I pray, not trickle down and trickle up? When I want an ocean to wash away what's broken and leave this place better than I found it. Okay. I'm going to read one more. Uh, so, this is a poem that I wrote last summer uh, when I was here at VSC and I was working on Radiant Action, which is that crazy long poem in sections. Um, and I was trying to write, at the time, what I thought was a sort of introduction to, to the poem. Um, and it turned out to be the, the afterword. It needed to be the afterword. Um, and I got the phrase Radiant Action from Charlotte's Web. When Agnes was five, I, was, I read Charlotte's Web to her, and there's a, there's a point in the book where Charlotte the spider sends Templeton the barnyard rat out to get more text so she can write it in her web and save Wilbur the pig from being slaughtered. And he comes back with an advertisement for laundry detergent that says, and now with even more new radiant action. <laughs> and I loved that phrase, radiant action. And I, and I said to my daughter, even at the time, I, I was like, Agnes, radiant action, that's such an amazing phrase. And she's like, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> But I, but I started to think about it in terms of the ways that, you know, when you come to a place like this and you meet all the people that you're meeting um, and you make the work that you make and you put it out into the world, it goes out and does things. And it's stuff that's totally unpredictable to you. And, and a lot of times it's unknown to you. So I spent the next four years kind of thinking about that. And that's what the long poem turned into. And this is the sort of afterward. Afterward in flames, and the epigraph, of course, is new radiant action. One, you must know this already. I got it while reading Charlotte's Web to my daughter. An orb weaver's web and the fly in that web and the mouth as it burns up its own teeth and tongue. You must know this already. The clouds of punk reactor sight and moccasin of glow, the way a voice or my voice or your voice goes out and blasts a heart bag with its soft and pantsless invitation, the way a piglet goes, scream, reading Samuel Taylor Coleridge, all the world's graffiti knows. Bag of plastic army men, baffled in a strip of malls, Indian summer and full of roasted fennel, galoshes, motion picture sickness, the girl who lived on Heaven Hill. By day and by night, 
Fruitless and flawless and fatal and flaw, a language contagion, policing the city in full body armor, surrounded by stuffed rhinoceros, unicats and fish spiders, electron, proton, neutron, Higgs boson, the atmosphere utterly charged, the surface, the subject, the blood knell, the predicate. I got it while reading Charlotte's Web to my daughter. It's now a mostly haze to remember she was only five then, but soon enough a teenager, soon enough grown, deliberate reactivity, everything in spite of me, my soul pouring out to your soul. Two. When I say radiant action, when I speak of it quietly or when I speak of it voluminously, I am saying something warm and distorted and out of my mind full. I am trying to get somewhere beyond the concrete start and finish because this body is just a body will eventually go. You know this already. So I want to know that there's something of our own making to regroup dithyrambic and begin all again in. Regroup dithyrambic and begin all again in. Good and evil fried chicken, tank top turret, sucker and sucker and sucker, lawfulness and lawlessness. There's something about the phrase radiant action that seems a kind of metaphor for being itself an animating principle for art and for life, a way to mean, a way to proceed, moving out from a source. Invisible particles, tendrils, the swarm, so warm, full of energy, heat, and light, nearly radioactive. It has a charge to it, the long A in radiant, the I, I, and I at the center of its universe, and that tiny but ubiquitous creature at the end, ant, black ant, fire ant, giant ant with wings. We, the ants of heaven, sing the ants of hellacious fall, winter, spring, now summer in action and reaction, the reactivity of spirit, the movement and decision to continue going through with it. When I'm on, you're on. There's somebody home. I'm home. Are you home? Fanfare, life's blood, synthesis, boom. To me, this is about connecting wildly and always by any means necessary cry of pain or a blessing, a necessary punch in the jaw, empathetic entanglement, dear mother forgetters and fuckers and frost. Why do I let my estrangements be boss when I am the boss of all my good and evil? My love, my love, my love for your love, meander and wonder and wrath. I do what I can to take the whole planet with me. This personal poem on Bear's head, I I open a beer, I open a beer, I open a beer in bed. Three, the sun's and eagle's air again. Four, pill bug balled up and out of it with me. Can you, my friends, be out of it with me? Deeply in need, flawed and frayed, this inhuman being what now? Start banging my face against a grass stain, throwing my cold dictionary heart against the wall. A wolf or Walt Whitman, a thundering caw, fire truck and ambulance, secretary of the invisible electric fencing, joint chiefs of holler. 
holler, you must know this already. I got it while reading Charlotte's Web to my daughter. Slayer and Death Heaven, the saddest landscape ever. Vicious Diabolical, another drought in my helmet. The Clash and Naked Ray Gun, a summer afternoon. Cincinnati, Michigan, New York, and Vermont. All my friends back east, all my friends out west, my Texas friends too. I see you with me, loud and clear, the whole crushing world of us, hungry darkness of living, sang Joe Strummer. All these two long years after the fact haven't actually been long at all. They've been brutish and short, but also charged with love. This poem to my daughter, the work we have cut out for us is a thousand jigsaws puzzled. Your hand in my hand, your heart in my growl. Who said it would be easy? A pig and a spider? human being and a god. Be good to each other. Values alter facts, wrote Gaston Bachelard, and our continuance in love demands it. Energy can be created and destroyed. Imagination makes the world, the whole fucking world, a story about friendship, a spider and a pig, as if radiance were the meaning of meaning, wrote Robert Haas. White light, white heat, sang the velvet underground. Your hand in my hand, your heart in my scream, our own secret handshake, the words and the music in the very same breath. Bliss, kiss, kablam, the clouds of punk reactor sight falling in love and far out apart. Any, every second, first and foremost, a noise in the soul, a sound in the body, a disturbance in the head, ordered or disordered, where words and feelings do resonate most. Me to you in the bald human being, dumb green hands, my friend always writes, catching the light of the people I love. Five, convoluted and messy, even contradictory. It's all in the poems. Radiant action is life in motion, is connectedness to and immersion in each other, through each other, with each other, in faith, belief, and love. Paradise found in a paradise lost. The action we take, consonance, dissonance, Harmony and distortion. The beauty in this world is not uncomplicated. A tough and fragile meaning. A loud, soft sound to remind us of home. Radiance to radio. Waves of sound to the sound of waves. These transmissions, a countermeasure to the darkness. A defiant blueprint for the imaginative revision of the world as we find it. An antidote, a plea, my tinnitus, Charlotte's Web, to my daughter, radiant action, this mutated life, in the close murmur of a sparkling noise. <laughs>